the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hi folks, this is Jenny Bulware. I'm the manager for Main Street South Carolina, a grassroots network of over 25 local programs across the state committed to creating high quality places and to building stronger communities. Main Street inspires placemaking through asset-based economic development strategies that achieve measurable results, such as investment, business growth, and jobs. Like several of our listeners today, Main Street directors from across the state are working remotely to assist their communities during this pandemic, specifically with our small businesses as they navigate new initiatives. Joining me are three Main Street directors, Jonathan Irick from Lawrence, Hannah Davis from Florence, and Rob Wolf from Shiraw. 2020 was off to a big start for each of you. Hannah, at the beginning of the year, you and your team created a series of goals and action plans for downtown. If you'll share with us how you have seamlessly or maybe unseamlessly incorporated new planning and programming as a response to COVID-19. Sure, Jenny, thank you so much. I think, you know, we all get the, uh, the reputation of being great party planners and event coordinators, but This actually kind of gives us a really unique advantage, um, the ability to manage a crisis. All of the trending COVID-19 words that are kind of coming out there, um, pivot is one that we have kind of latched onto. It's something that we're doing daily, sometimes hourly. We've had and continue to have a lot of fires going all at once. We have a few major construction projects that are on deck to begin. Some of them have been, you know, kind of put on hold. Some of them are still going. We're just kind of navigating all of that, but we've not been able to start our 2020 event season. So we have taken that time where we would ordinarily be preparing for that and have jumped feet first into COVID-19 response, crisis communication, supporting our small businesses. Our first priority was to scour various resources available to us, our network, any and every resource we could latch onto and pull. And that led us to the development of our COVID-19 resource page That was sort of our first priority. And we listened to our small business community. We listened to people in the public. We listened to our peers who needed what. We were able to roll out several timely guides and resources and support materials. And we were lucky enough to be given the autonomy to create these policies and and allowed us to really jump in. We've done a lot of pivoting. We've done a lot of um, sort of seamless. I think if, if we, if we look like it's a seamless effort, it's because we're event planners and that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> so we, we have to make everything look seamless. <laughs> but it is not exactly. seamless. You know, we are, we'll have emails drafted, you know, hours in advance and then the governor shuts things down and so then we have to pivot and then we have to do more things. So it, it's been a journey, but I think in terms of crisis communications, that's where we can be most valuable, providing those resources and, and helping our small businesses feel connected. That's awesome. Those are great answers, Hannah. Okay. All right. So, so tell me, Hannah, sometimes a Main Street director has a very solo job. You mentioned that you've been listening to the public and your leadership team with the city. How are you working through this? Are you, do you have some volunteers that are, that are helping to guide some of these initiatives or are you helping to, to guide them internally by yourself? We are certainly leading the charge in our office. I am lucky enough to have a coordinator who is a full-time coordinator, but she's only part-time in the office right now while we navigate all of this coronavirus, you know, part-time staffing, working from home stuff. But I am here every day, all day, 
And we've actually developed many new partnerships. We started a small business recovery task force with members from our office, the County Economic Development Partnership, our Francis Marion University Kelly Center for Economic Development, which houses our incubator program, the local Chamber of Commerce, and our local SBA office. And our goal there is to connect and network and bring together all the resources into one place and help promote everything that we can to this small business community, not just downtown, but, but really countywide. We want to connect all small business owners to the resources we have and to the resources they need to move forward. So it certainly kind of developed a small army perspective from this, but we are definitely leading the charge here in downtown Florence. We've got people constantly reaching out to us, asking us for new information, and we've had a good good leadership team here at the city in place to kind of give us the ability to do what we need to do to do what's best for our business community. Excellent. It, it's certainly one of those situations where it takes a village, literally the entire village. Thank you, Hannah. All right, Rob, as is common in several of South Carolina small towns, you wear many hats for the town of Draw. You're planner, you're the Main Street director, marketing director, and I think there's a couple more I'm missing. But now, you are now um, also the loan officer, community counselor, small business mentor, cheerleader. What am I missing? How are you navigating through these roles, Rob? Well, you really just have to be very dynamic, I guess would be the word. Um, you have to be willing to change uh, hats rapidly. Normally, the way I try to do it is I might do one day a week on marketing, two days a week on planning, and two days a week on Main Street. But unfortunately, usually it doesn't work that way because people need things now or things need to be done now. There's, there's really no magic solution to being able to do all of these jobs seamlessly and simultaneously other than sometimes you're putting out fires right away. Sometimes things get in a lull and you have some time to work on those longer-term projects. And, you know, my responsibility list has grown since I've been here over the last year. And now it's changed quite dramatically. Uh, like Hannah was saying, we had these wonderful spring plans going forward. Um, we had our spring festival coming up. We had a downtown beautification group that was forming. We had vibrancy grants coming out, things of that nature. And then all that went away. And so now we're having to transition into kind of an emergency type role where we are kind of the leading voice for small businesses in Chesterfield County. Learning about all this information in the Main Street program has been critical in that and getting that information out to small businesses. Um, in fact, my office was the only one in Chesterfield County that was putting out any information about the emergency uh, loans from the Small Business Administration or the Paycheck Protection Program or anything like that. So just being able to rapidly switch paces and research and, and get that information out there is key. So basically in summation, you got to be real flexible and you got to have the ability to learn really fast. Yeah. There's that pivot word again, right? From what Hannah was sharing earlier. So, you know, nationally we're hearing folks giving the advice of just grace. Give yourself grace. This is all new. Here we are with a podcast in each of our own settings. We're not together. And so we're accommodating the, the change in formulas. Do you have any advice like grace? that you would give to others in similar situations and responding with, to the new normal? I think even though the, the, what we consider normal has changed, I think ultimately the advice stays the same, whether we were in the, you know, whether things were operating normally 
before we're in this emergency situation now, and that is to rely on your networks for help. And the Main Street program, Main Street South Carolina, has been incredible in organizing and disseminating information where I can learn about these programs and then I can share that information with my community. And the same thing for the planning department. Um, although I come from a historic preservation background and we're a big historic preservation city, there's a lot about preservation law that I had to kind of learn on the job very rapidly. And I have a, a lot of thanks to the planning community of South Carolina for being open to all my questions whenever I needed help. So that that's the biggest thing is there's no such thing as a program or degree or anything that can prepare you for doing three pretty different jobs. And so, you know, that's, again, where you just have to be able to have that flexibility and that want to learn and then not being afraid to reach out and ask for help when something seems foreign. We don't always need to reinvent the wheel here in town. Um, we can rely on what other towns have done and try to adjust and, and copy that to a certain extent. So, you know, reaching out to Main Street directors is critical. And then same thing with planning. There's a lot of law compliance we have to do. And so reaching out to someone and saying, hey, what should I do in this situation is never a bad thing. And people are always willing to help. So that, that's my biggest advice is you got to use the networks. Absolutely. There's there's definitely power in numbers. And, and a lot of the questions that, that we have as individuals, others have similar questions. And so it's it's echoed across the state whenever we share these, these questions and people are already researching solutions. So Jonathan, um, during the, the past three weeks, we've seen new ways of communicating as well as new ways of creating a sense of community since we are not able to gather in large groups. So tell us more about what kinds of tools Lawrence has utilized to increase communication across the community? So Jenny, it kind of started when we first got back from the North Carolina Main Street Conference. We had one of our first Finally Friday events scheduled for that Friday evening. And that's sort of when all the COVID stuff kind of started ha happening here you know, in the state. And so come Monday, over the weekend and Monday, we started Facebook, especially, again, interacting with our peer Main Street managers, Main Street South Carolina. We really jumped on board. We started having more conversations, I think, than we have normally. And so that transitioned again into our businesses and how I was able to reach out to them. So we've been using Facebook a lot with our businesses. Uh, we actually set up a um, business owners only member group. Thought that would be good. That would help me be able to get the information out to them quicker than emails. Also gives them an opportunity during this time that they can come in and they can, you know, talk to other business owners that are going through the same thing. They can complain about the new rules that have come out from whoever. You know, it just gives them a safe place to, to gather together and talk and, and express their frustrations. We've also been partnering with the city uh, to do some posters and signage in the windows of the different businesses. We work, actually walked around with the mayor one day and put up some inspirational posters uh, in all the windows. We've done some signage from Main Street to let the, the public know what businesses are open and what services they're offering. And then we also did A-frame signs for the businesses downtown. So all of that, I think, is sort of the new norm for our communication. I think we've also are realizing how important social media is, online marketing, that sort of thing, and pushing that out to the businesses as well to let them realize this is their opportunity to make those changes in the business. I think for years, Main Street has, has talked to our businesses about, do you have an online presence? You know, are, what happens in case of an emergency or a disaster? And it sort of fell into everybody's lap here all of a sudden. And I don't know that we as a Main Street program, Main Street Lawrence was really ready either. 
So we've all had a great opportunity to learn and start making changes so we can be a little more prepared, hopefully. I agree. And I think too, you know, the, the communication side of things, this is the way that we are sharing information. And so figuring out what works best in each community is very different based on the collective sharing, but also the awareness and the ability to to pull those resources together. You know, Jonathan, you mentioned that, that we've all been sharing on social media some examples that we've seen across the nation. What are certain things that y'all have done to to kind of take maybe promotional activities and make them more virtual? I know each one of you has, has tackled something relating to that. So if y'all want to just share, that'd be great. So one of the things we've done, maybe not so much as a pro promotional event yet, but um, we've helped the businesses, again, be ready for promotional items like online gift certificates, that sort of thing. We've actually helped design some for those that didn't know how to, to design it so that they had the certificates and the, the social media posts that they needed. But sort of like what Rob was talking about, we had a brand new event scheduled for May that's now been canceled for this year. It was called the Piedmont Blues Music and Roots Festival and super excited about it. So what we've done is we've reached out to the performers and asked them if they'd be willing to do a one song video that they would lend us or let us have. And then we can maybe do a virtual concert that day that the event was supposed to take place and then use that as promotional material for next year um, as we move forward and look forward to uh, that new event for next year. That's a great idea. Hannah? We are, um, we are really focused on small business resilience and recovery at this point. We are working very hard to get our businesses' plans to reopen, getting them thinking about what does reopening look like, what does this look like for our main street, what does it look like for our city, how can we best be prepared for what that new normal might be. We're working on marketing materials that our um, office is putting together and distributing. We have already started a Shop Local Safely campaign that has already started rolling out and will roll out in April, May, and June as we sort of hopefully get the worst of this behind us and can start kind of getting back to a new normal. We've been doing a lot of surveys with our, our small businesses, trying to get them thinking about reopening and thinking about what that looks like for them. Um, you know, connecting them to whatever we can, moving to that e-commerce environment, trying to get them the support they need to have an online presence. We still have some that are on, you know, the paper receipts and the cash only kind of kind of business. So we are trying to move them as quickly as we can into into this online digital time. We've taken a page out of Jonathan's book and have started doing um, helping with e-gift cards and getting them through that process as well. And we've had you know, five businesses so far that have jumped on board with those. So we're really excited about that. Really, it's all about all about resilience, all about trying to think about what comes next and kind of get out of this mindset of crisis now. We need to think about what happens next. Absolutely. That's a, a positive spin on all of this. And Rob, you recently hosted a um, chalking exercise with your community. What did that look like and how, how effective was it? How engaged were your, your members? Well, we have to, the way I see it, again, in my multiple roles and kind of being the mouthpiece for the government and local government and all those sorts of things, we have to walk a fine line of making sure that we're not putting anything out there that could even give the idea that we think, you know, it's okay to not social distance right now. And so it's kind of come up to, okay, what kind of home activities can you do and how can you get people to participate in those things? just to build a little community pride, be able to get some fun photos 
out there on Facebook, you know, all that sort of thing. And um, one of the things we do every year at our annual jazz festival is a chalk art competition. And so we have a lot of leftover chalk. So what we did is we made about 50 take-your-own chalk bags, and we just set them up at a, at a table out on the town green and said, okay, they're here, come get them. And um, if you basically go home and at your driveway or sidewalk, if you have a brick wall on your house, whatever, make a piece of chalk art. It doesn't have to be anything great. Take a picture and send it in, and we'll just enter your name for a chance to win a $25 gift certificate to a, a local restaurant. We've had a, a tremendous response um, because we're trying to do these activities that engage kids, which, of course, they're all home right now, and parents are looking for things to do with kids. So we're trying to hit all the bases. It's small local businesses, social media engagement, local community pride, kids, families, social distancing, safe. Just on this one competition, we had somewhere in the neighborhood of 60-plus entries, which is um, really good for us. Great. That's um, excellent. We were planning a, another contest, but with the stay-at-home order, um, again, we don't want to give anything that gives the appearance that it's okay to not stay home if the town is saying go out and do this. Um, so now we're trying to retool and come up with another one, but for the foreseeable future, we'll just be doing these $25 gift certificate giveaways every week or every few days. So it gets people interested and maybe gets a new customer for a small business. Absolutely. And it just brings those connections back together um, in a new way. Um, we all know how to connect. We just are learning new ways of connecting. Well, thank you all. Downtowns are the heart of our communities. They are currently missing the hum of daily transaction and activity. However, these Main Street directors and your city leadership are working tirelessly to minimize the distress of the current pause in day-to-day -day normalcy. I'd like to thank each of you, Jonathan, Rob, and Hannah, for your time today to talk with our listeners. And for our listeners, we send encouragement and strength to each of you. If you want to learn more about Main Street, South Carolina, you can find us on the Municipal Association's website, www.masc.sc. Thank you all for listening. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs>